Welcome to the She Yearns Podcast. I am Terry Strange, and I am so thankful you have joined us today. Thank you for being a part of this community. The She Yearns community exists to lead women to desire more of God in everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Welcome to the podcast. I've spent the last week here in Houston at home, but with guests. My parents flew down to spend some time with us. This is really the first time we have been together for this long when there hasn't been some work to do, or Chad or I or both of us hasn't been headed out to a conference. So we were able to just play, take in the beach, and do some of the touristy things that people do in our area. We drove to Galveston, we ate great food, we went to the Kima Boardwalk, and my mom and I and some of the kids took in a quaint shopping area one afternoon, and they had never experienced a Bucky's in Texas. So I took them, and they will never be the same, if you know what I mean. One afternoon, Chad and my dad went to the Johnson Space Center. I always want to call it NASA, but when most of your neighbors, and actually all of them, work for NASA, you stand corrected. It's a different world I live in down here. My next door neighbor is a mom slash physicist. On the other side is an engineer designing specialized what-ifs landing parts for spacecraft. I assure you, it's the Johnson Space Center. These are our people. Probably explains why there were like a hundred kids and not just five in the after-school elementary chess club. I'm not kidding. I've never seen anything like it. My guys had a fabulous time on their Johnson Space Center tour. I didn't want to go because I have been on that tour once before. And if you've seen the movie Apollo 13, in my opinion, you have been to NASA. There's nothing new to see since 1969. And when I shared my opinion with the fellas, they looked at me as if I had just slapped grandma in the face. Chad said, what about the space station and all the training models? Blah, blah, blah. What about a couple more obvious post-1969 technological advances? Oh yeah, I did see that. Oh, and that too. Again, they looked at me in utter astonishment, mingled with disappointment and utter lack of understanding all wrapped up together. I'm sorry, it's cool. I am a highly educated woman, but looking down through the glass, not being able to see very well and not even really understanding anything about it from the tour guide, being unfamiliar with why I should even care, doesn't ring my bell. I'm afraid sometimes that's exactly how we approach Christianity and having Christ in our lives. It feels like we're taking a tour of the Space Center, walking in a group of spectators with cameras. Some people are taking like a thousand pictures. They are very into it. Some are just focused on themselves in a group, but just taking selfies. Some are simply looking through the glass, unable to see clearly and really understand much about what intimacy with Jesus is really all about. They're unsure of why they should even care beyond staying out of hell. Well, no, a Christianity like that wouldn't ring my bell either, any more than a second trip to the Johnson Space Center. If I wanna get more out of the experience, I need to be more invested. The wonder needs to be awakened within to start a chain reaction that 
causes me to start learning more, to think more about it, getting involved in projects and spending time immersed in the intricacies and discoveries of the universe to recognize I actually know people on the wall at NASA. I interact with people who interact with people on that space station I couldn't even recall seeing weekly. I live next to people living and breathing all things NASA. If I would just pay attention and open my ears and my eyes and listen and learn. Oh, it would ring my bell if I had the wonder coupled with all of this. It could. For a believer, the Holy Spirit is that wonder within who can awaken our hearts and our minds who have become possibly lazy and complacent, disinterested, content with what every other mom you know is doing and posting. Nothing more, nothing less. Average, mediocre Christianity. Sometimes God uses scripture, people, services, pastors, podcasts, devotionals, music, various avenues to stir our hearts and our minds to be sensitive once again to the wonder of Him. The purpose of which is to start this chain reaction that causes you and I to be living and breathing examples of Colossians 3, 1 through 4. I think Paul is in part stirring up the wonder in his reader. He knows the depths, the heights, the magnificence of what he speaks because he was only writing from experience. Listen to what he writes. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Let's be honest. Even for a Jesus-loving believer in Christ, Christ as my life, my actual life, can seem as far away as I am from the actual International Space Station and not just the model at the Johnson Space Center in Houston. Yes, it can feel a lot like walking along on a tour at NASA, staring down through the glass at something completely out of reach. What are we supposed to do with these lofty verses? How do we make seeking things above real? What does it take to set our minds on things above? so that these verses become a reality in our lives. Paul is just stirring up the wonder and showing us how to live lofty lives. Somehow, in the middle of your regular life, moms and daughters and students and grandmas, Paul is trying to help us grasp that we have already attained this. He is describing what we have so that we will be free to let go of what we don't need. He is opening our eyes to our present and pointing us toward our future. He is stirring up the wonder so that longings to become more than we are, to do what we cannot, and to live lives that are unexplainable because of the changes Jesus has made in us can actually be made possible. My guys loved touring the Johnson Space Center for several reasons. One is what we already talked about, the wonder. That childlike excitement come alive that was already there but was drawn out when they saw the rockets, the spaceships, the jets, and the space shuttle. My dad came back with all sorts of pictures on his phone. 
even a video of a video. <laughs> Their intrigue was awakened to hear the history and discover the discoveries. They don't care if they had to stand in line or how hot it was or if the people around them were rude, pushy, and grumpy all of which was absolutely true. They weren't thinking about that. It was so worth it. The experience is now part of their lives. That's sort of what happens to us. There is this drawing of God and he calls us to himself. We accept him as savior and then we begin to spend time with him. We talked about this in the last episode while they were sleeping. It feels at first more like one of those early morning boot camps, something you do because you know it's good for you and you need to do it, but there's not a bone in your body that desires it, not at first. Anyone who is stuck with meeting with God long enough knows there's no substitute for getting alone with Him and developing that relationship where He speaks to you through His Word and you pray and maybe journal and begin to dig a little deeper until it's no longer something you check off a list. It's no longer boot camp, but what you want to do. And you recognize the wonder is awakened. But these verses from Paul are miles and miles from you, it feels. You would not say yet, Christ is your life, would you? Your children, possibly. Your kid's baseball team, yes. Or soccer, maybe. Your business, if you were honest. If it were based on time, I might be tempted to say driving the van, heavens to Betsy, but not Christ. Here is the problem with our little assessments. Paul doesn't give us an option. Certainly, all seasons, roles, and life missions require the believer in Christ to embrace Scripture as truth, your reality for living. But moms, you want to talk about making your time on this planet leave a permanent imprint, an eternal mark. Start living the lofty spiritual mom life. What would it take for people to be able to recognize this verse as a reality in your life, Christ as your life. Oh, so-and-so, insert your name there. That girl is one of the most generous people I know. She's never rude. She's always bringing people to Jesus. Or there are a sundry ways to describe Christ-likeness through people. We cannot and should not put godliness in a box. Or maybe they don't notice you at all because you and everything about you being in the front has died and you've put it aside to serve in the background. Now, that's not everyone. It's just an example so that we don't always think of people in the front. Or you might get something more negative. So-and-so. That girl's not normal. I don't know. She just makes me feel bad. When what they really mean is your life is such a reflection of Christ, they don't know how to handle it, and they're experiencing a personal internal confrontation with the Holy Spirit turned outward. Either way, that girl is the spitting image of Jesus Christ displayed in various personalities, and it's beautiful. What would it take to get from here where you are to Christ is your life? How would your life need to change? What is Paul trying to stir us toward? Nothing more than who you and I were meant to be. Let us get this truth through our minds and into the marrow of our bones. Christ is your life. This is what is so astounding to Paul. This is the expected outcome of all of us. Unfortunately, I think this is the way we see it. You and I buy a ticket to tour the Johnson Space Center, just like my guys did, along with hundreds of other people. 
We stand in line, they put us on a tram, and set us up in a briefing room. No one is excluded. Several are speaking other languages around us and not paying any attention at all. We have no other expectation other than having a great day and seeing some rockets. That is, until the guy comes out and abruptly and excitedly announces, ladies and gentlemen, you have all been selected for an experimental group to go to Mars. We have done all the paperwork. You are now all full-fledged astronauts. Congratulations. Now, let's get busy training. You and I are stunned. Like, what? <laughs> we didn't come to become astronauts, and we don't really want to spend the next month's training to go to Mars. That sounds really hard. We just wanted to ride the tram and look at the rockets, take a few selfies, and go home and go on with our lives. No. Sweetie, the expectation of every believer is that your life will become so much like Christ by the daily transformation through the Holy Spirit and you're walking with Him that all people see is Him. We know you're no more qualified for this job than you are to become an astronaut, excluding those in my neighborhood in my Sunday school class who are actually astronauts. If you're in the middle of mom life, I know for a fact you are in the perfect place for Christ-likeness school. Today, my desire is to pitch your eyes higher than you might for your own life. Do not read Colossians 3, 1 through 4 as if it's not for you. Yes, it is. These amazing truths belong to you. Let's think for our last few minutes practically. There are some assertions Paul makes for living this reality. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Number one, the argument is sort of obvious. Like, if you were in a sinking ship, you wouldn't cling to the boat that was going to the bottom of the sea if you could see your house at the shore. No, you would let go of the sinking ship and start swimming, leaving everything in the sea behind you. Paul is saying, you've already been raised with Christ. In other words, the old sinking ship is far underwater. It didn't have anything on it worth losing a life over. Stop going sea diving, trying to seek worthless treasures. Yes, it's shiny now, but it's not real. It's not eternal. Number two, instead, seek the things that are above versus the things that are below. What kind of things are we talking about that would meet us in our daily life? Well, sometimes it helps me to think backwards. What kind of things are not above? Well, worthless treasures we might die for on a sunken trip might be things like wealth, pleasures outside of a biblical guideline that God has set up, cars that are outside of simple transportation, houses that are more than we need, approval from, well, you, <laughs> uh, my friends, social media, my spouse or my children, popularity in general, success, physical beauty. I didn't have trouble with this. <laughs> a normal, uneventful life. Awesome vacations, fat retirement funds, satisfaction in any and all of this. These are things that we might dive deep down to try to find. These are things that we might try to seek. Therefore, what things should we seek that are above? 
finding my value and worth and satisfaction in Christ, sort of the opposite of everything I just listed, not in any of the other stuff. Viewing the money we're given through jobs and income as stewards, it's not ours. And relinquishing all of that other stuff, the desires for what is not of God to Him. To do what my friends are doing, to be like them, to act like them, and what they're doing, and buy what they're buying. Leave it behind in order to seek what's eternal. You're going to look different, (laughs) I assure you. That's what it's going to look like. We should set our minds on things above. That's the next thing. Set our minds on things above. How is this different than what we just talked about, the seeking? Well, the commentary I looked at suggested that the word here, to set your mind, is different than to seek. And just means that we shouldn't be thinking about all that stuff at the bottom of the sea. We shouldn't focus on it. Are we going to have to live in houses, drive cars, build retirement funds, and spend time on social media with friends? Well, yes, most likely. But these are not the things, these worldly pursuits, that should occupy our thoughts and overtake our minds. You can understand the difference. You know what you're focusing on and what you're spending your energy on versus things you've got to think through to get through your day and make life work. It's here that I'm reminded of something else Paul wrote in Philippians. I'm not going to elaborate on it because it, it pretty much sums it up. Philippians 4.8, you probably know this first. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, If there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So he pretty much sums up what we are to spend our time thinking about right there. This may be what he had in mind as he reminds us who we are and points our eyes upward. It's sort of a mouthful in itself. I hope this has hit you starkly and as awesomely as if you had shown up at the Johnson Space Center and been selected as an astronaut from the audience and told to start preparing for your mission to Mars immediately. There would probably be some things to do, wouldn't there? Maybe brush up on your math. Get used to some zero gravity experiences. Start eating freeze-dried food from the gift shop, (laughs) for starters. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. That is amazing. I pray that the wonder is awakened in you today. Now, what is the next step you can take towards seeking the things above and setting your mind not on the sunken garbage we left behind in the sea, but on eternal treasures? Now is the perfect time to start living your lofty spiritual mom life. I can't wait to hear about it. Don't hesitate in letting me know about it. That's it for this week's edition in our series, More Than a Blur, Making Motherhood Matter. I look forward to being with you again next time when we're going to focus on the nitty-gritty practicalities of living this out in the world of technology. Until then, aim your eyes high. It's where he sees you. Thank you again for tuning in today. We will be releasing a new episode every week. I would invite you to become a subscriber. And it really makes a difference when you share something here that you find helpful or encouraging. You make an impact. You may never understand the value or difference your suggestion or encouragement made in the life of a friend or casual acquaintance just by passing our resource along. So please share what you find here with others. I would personally be grateful. Don't hesitate to like us on Facebook or Twitter or leave a review. For more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful encouragement, 
please go to www.sheyearns.com where you will find reading plans, articles, and other resources to help stir a desire for God into your everyday life.